This is episode 85 of the Gamer Sushi Show. In this week's episode, we talk about the Titanfall beta, Ken Levine shutting down irrational games, and what we're playing. Hi, welcome to the Gamer Sushi Show. I'm Eddie. I'm Mitch. I'm Jeff. I'm Anthony. I have no idea what episode this is. Episode 85. 85. Well, you, you put a bunch of letters oh, in the email thread, oh, so how fucks. am I supposed to We've know? We've got to go back to 1985. <laughs> I wrote 85 in the Skype chat. It's, it is podcast LXXXV. It is February 26th, is the year Marty X's? McFly goes back in time. Yeah. Or the month, the day that Marty McFly do, goes back in time. Don't you know how time. to do Roman numerals? L is 50, X is 10, and V We haven't five. gotten to that Super Bowl or WrestleMania <laughs> yet, okay? Or Final Fantasy. <laughs> or Final Fantasy. <laughs> 85, when we get there, 85. I will let you know. Okay. Wait, so Marty went back and I thought he went to the year 2007 through 2014 in the future. Uh, no, it was 2012 to uh, 1983. Okay. Yeah. I'm making fun of the hoaxes. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> For anyone that doesn't. Yeah, no, we all are because those are the stupidest. Because that, that's when you're just every like... Oh, year people every year, people post this. Not even every year. Like, and who every is, couple months. Who is the asshole that is going every year and photoshopping it? That's know. what I want to know. It's like, all right. Knowingly. And it's, the, it's one of those things where you just like, when someone posts it, you're just like, and it's one of your friends, you're like, I'm a little disappointed in you. I, <laughs> I thought better of you. Next you know what I mean? Year, like, next next year, no, no. Next year, you should Photoshop it to say 2016, so that when someone's like, "Hey, it's for real," you're like, "No, it's not. It was 2016, guys." Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. Like, have you ever heard the joke about how people will call in to like a GameStop and ask if they have Battletoads? Like, this is like no. a prank that people do online. And I was actually at a GameStop, and again, the, they called and asked for Battletoads. I don't know where it started, but. They were just like, we get that call like every every like couple weeks, and I'm like, what? How is that funny? Well, I don't think it. I thought it started as like, isn't one of the versions of Battletoads super rare, and so people actually like call looking or, or for like it, legitimately calling for it. But then it turned into a, a thing to like a a prank called. I don't know how these things happen, but I feel like it is a legitimate thing. But uh, maybe well, I'm wrong. I'm I'm looking at know your meme, and it says it started off on of course 4chan. When someone would post a mm. screenshot from a video game and someone would be like, is this Battletoads to like troll them? And then from there, it somehow be anonymous targeted GameStop stores requesting orders of Battletoads for the Wii or something like that. And then from there, it just became a <laughs> you know, stupid thing that people do because they don't have anything better to do. Sounds about right. Yeah. It was just weird because I was like standing there trading in uh, my Xbox, Eddie's old Xbox, and then it happened and I'm like, oh, so... The world is a sad place. Wait, you <laughs> traded in an Xbox? Yeah, remember I told you that? I told you I traded I in I thought Xbox. you didn't trade in systems. Well, that's the thing. Caught uh, in a lie, sucker. <laughs> no, because this is the first one I've ever traded. Because uh, I even I, text, I texted this to you. The only reason I was keeping the Xbox was to replay Mass Effect one day. And then I had some... What, what was it? Um, oh, I had some GameStop credit. And... Uh, that I got for my birthday or for Christmas, so I traded in the Xbox 360 for like fifty-five dollars, and bought the Mass Effect trilogy on my on the PS3, which I'm going to keep forever and ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'm like, now I ha- now that I have Mass Effect trilogy on the PS3, I don't need the Xbox for anything anymore. And so I got rid of it. I didn't realize that Mass Effect uh, One was released for the PS3 at all. So that's cool that you can even get it. Yeah, um, that's that's what spurred it because I didn't realize it either. And when I realized that, I was like, oh, this. And this is a nice thing I could do now. So, Mitch, I think so you were going to say something. You sold old Bessie. Yes, and also, it felt like it was on its way out. Sometimes I was like, I need to get rid of this before it red rings. That 360 was very precious to me, Anthony. <laughs> I know and that's why you sold it to me. He did not keep it secret, and he did not keep it safe. That was 360 number three. Wow. Oh, yeah? Out of the four I ended up having. <laughs> oh, God. You had two. You had, I didn't realize you had two that red ringed. Yeah, I had two that red ringed. Wow. I'm very glad that you um, got that fourth one because I was never going to get a 360 until you you know, sold me yours at a much cheaper price. 
Yeah, I wanted so, the Elite, and then I something happened that made me decide to get the Elite. I can't remember. I think it was because I got a new TV, and I had more HDMI, HDMI ports. ports. Yeah. And then the Elite was HDMI, and then there was like there was like three or four reasons. And I, I think maybe you having you as a buyer was one of them because I knew I could get more from you than for GameStop credit. Yeah, because I had already bought your Wii. Yeah. <laughs> I was and like, this guy's was, a sucker. Yeah, this guy will buy <laughs> anything. Pay me lots. Um, what's funny you is you I and Anthony are uh, console Eskimo brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I, that's funny you mentioned that because I remember the conversation. He was like, would you rather have the controller I used and a new headset or the headset I used and a new controller? And I'm like, I'll take the controller and a new headset, please. Thank you. I don't want your, you know, like I like you, but I don't want to put my lips to where your lips have been all those times. No, you have to be Daniel for that to happen. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like, yeah. A couple of awkward yeah, conversations. By the way, listening then. to last week's <laughs> podcast was a. Uh, oh yeah, you Christ. weren't on it. You didn't. <laughs> no. How did you feel about hearing that bombshell at the beginning of, of a video game podcast? The, the big reveal, the big twist. Uh, not at all surprised, but at the same time, a little hurt. Um, you know that, that it, it wasn't, wasn't me. Yeah, that it okay. wasn't me. Well, um, plenty you know. more nights. Yeah, that's true. You do sleep more every dreams. night. <laughs> yeah, there's it's a roll of the dice <laughs> every night. You never know what you're gonna get. Yeah, will I have a sex dream? Will it be with a dude? Will it be one of my friends? I was just Which waiting for like explicit details because you talk like like it was hardcore. Like it was pretty you know. hardcore. Like, where there did were he costumes. Touch you? <laughs> <laughs> there were costumes. <laughs> I dressed up in a blue luchador mask. Uh, and <laughs> penis touching may have been involved. Yeah, like a sword fight. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny because I talked to Daniel like a couple days later, and he was and he was and he was like, he was "So like, I heard about your dream." <laughs> the what did he send me? It was, it was I think it was the clip from T two where it was like, "I know now why you cry." <laughs> it is something I can never do. <laughs> and I laughed. Awesome. And then we made out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Over the internet. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's how most people make out. I mean, that's yeah. not true these days. Let's be honest. Did he charge you bitcoins? <laughs> yeah, Doge coins. Like, yeah, like and he only takes Doge coins. Yeah, I only take Doge coins. I don't. I didn't know that Doge coin was a thing until recently. There's actually like dozens of of virtual or cryptocurrencies, whatever they're called. Well, Bitcoin's been like compromised, hasn't it? Well, no. What it's like the, on its way out, right? No, no. What happened was that one of the big uh, traders. The, the, the sites where you could trade Bitcoins, uh, MT Gox, which stands for Magic the Gathering Online Exchange, but is, but is actually like written as MT.GOX to throw people off the scent. Uh, apparently, they had been like hacked and someone was um, like siphoning away Bitcoins for every transaction. And they like, or at least that's what people think has happened because in, Empty Gox has just like disappeared. They shut down their website, shut down their Twitter account, like radio silence. After being like a you know the hugest uh, site where people were trading Bitcoin. So yeah, all those people who are all just like, yay, we're libertarians and this is uh, money that the government can't touch are all worried about their their fake money now. So <laughs> I have monopoly money if they want to use that. Yeah, I don't understand. I just me either. Yeah, I don't I, even try anymore. I'm just like, whatever. Do I what did like the article on Medium that was like, explain Bitcoin like I'm five. <laughs> well, my, my favorite uh, thing I saw about the whole Bitcoin thing was uh, John, Gruber, John Gruber from Daring Fireball who said something like, um, uh, Oh no, Jeff just had an old. Pretend, no, well, well, I, explain I, it to me. Anthony, like I'm five. What, yeah, so, okay. <clears throat> He he said that um, he could be flushing a hundred dollar bills down the toilet and get about the same result, but he would understand what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's like pretend for like forget that I studied metallurgy and physics and just tell me what the hell is going on here. To quote Ghostbusters. <laughs> oh never yeah, studied. I got I got legitimately sad. Me too. Uh, that, me too. Well, I was sad about Harold Ramis. Like, cause we're gonna hit, we're hit. Like, we talked about this on another podcast. We're gonna hit a point soon where like the actors that we like really cared about mm-hmm. are gonna start dying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and and it's one of the things is like you don't really know who you're gonna be sad about until it happens. Yeah, 
you know, and that's what makes it like even like worse. And that's why I was thinking the other day. I, like, I was watching. Um, just, sorry to interrupt you, but just, I was watching John Goodman on a talk show, and I was like, I looked at him, and I was like, I'm always happy when John Goodman's on the screen. When he goes, I'm gonna be really sad. Like, like well, if some, if like if someone comes on screen and you smile instantly, then yeah, that's how you know. <laughs> well, I was super sad about Philip Seymour Hoffman recently, just because of like the talent. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, um, and oh, well, in the context of like how it. You know, yeah, how it all yeah. went down was just. Yeah. But he was always enjoyable in everything he did. Yeah, like you just, whenever he'd pop on screen, like I wouldn't necessarily smile, but I'd be like, "Ooh, this is gonna get good." Well, his performance in Magnolia was just like Magnolia is one of my favorite movies. Oh, yeah, um, man. But yeah, I hate his, that movie so much. His, a lot of people hate it, and I understand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, like anytime anyone says they hate it, I'm like, yeah, yep, I get that. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I think it's totally fair. Yeah. But I like yeah. Eddie. Like one time, Magnolia, the performances are good. Yeah. One time, Magnolia came on TV. And it was maybe like 15 or 20 minutes in. And I was just like flipping through, not really doing anything. I sat and watched the entire rest of the fucking movie. Yeah. Because I love it that much. Yeah. Every time The Godfather's on, that's me. <laughs> I think it's got one of the best like openings of any movie. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, his performance in that is out of this world. Good. Um, then like, Tom Cruise also. I don't like but. Boogie Nights, but I like him in Boogie Nights because he's like, I want to kiss you on your lips. Yeah. <laughs> but... um. But yeah, I was sad about him, but then Harold Ramis, like, I was sad about it when I read it, but then there was the that image that went around of, like, the Ghostbusters. The yeah, the cartoon yeah. of the Ghostbusters, like, waving to him as a ghost, and he's going in the trap. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, the, the, yeah. that, that was actually got me a little, that actually got me a little misty when I saw that one. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that was one that was, like, uh, it was almost unnecessary. Like, when I saw it, I was just like, oh, why did you make that? Yeah, is this a link to it? Yeah, I saw that and I was like, oh man. For the people who hadn't seen it. Maybe I'll link it in the show notes. I'm not going to. That's just no, something we say no. and then we never yeah. do. I like never, how we talk yeah. about show notes and then never actually make There never actually are really that many. No. Well, I like do the timestamps of the different topics so people know what we talked about, but that's right. really as far as it goes. <laughs> so yeah, that stuff makes sense. Like, I think someone tweeted, I'm not ready for Ghostbusters to start dying. <laughs> like, And that's how I felt too. I was like, damn, this is... This is sad. Made me want to watch Stripes really bad. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, but like, we're gonna we're hitting that time where like the the actors we really you know that were like formational or childhoods you yeah. know gonna start going and but yeah. So I didn't mean to get on a celebrity death tangent. No, that's <laughs> fine. It happens. Oh, oh yeah, it's time Ooh. to drop into Titanfall. Yeah. Um, that was the that's the really big thing that's really gone on in the last couple of weeks in video game in the video game world. Um, the po- the the podcast the Titanfall open beta um, was yes, last. Microsoft, Microsoft's checks have cleared and we all have been paid off by them and we all like Titanfall now. <laughs> yes, yeah. So it was pretty interesting. Uh, what was really funny to me is that when the when the beta started and it wasn't working, how many people were flipping out and complaining about it? Because I'm like, it's a beta. Right. I paid no money for this at all. What the fuck? Like, well, have you paid any money for it? Well, I think they they jumped to the conclusion that because the beta is having problems, that that means the game is going to have problems. Um, no, no, these people just wanted to play it right. Well, then. I'm sure they. Yeah, but I'm sure it's both. Like seriously, I, yeah. Like, you're like, oh god, no, this is a bad sign. Yeah, uh, but then it worked fine, even when they like maxed out everybody into it. You know. Well, supposedly it's it works on a certain kind of framework that is supposed to be. Um, supposed to be supposed to protect against that kind of stuff uh, against the servers going down well, like the whatever framework they have right I, th- um, I think it's actually a Microsoft framework um, yeah yeah I it's want, supposed to, it's like some proprietary thing and it's supposed to keep keep things up and running all the time and what was broken wasn't it wasn't the server it was some it was the way the code in the game was handling that request for server or something like that. It was like something about, it was actually a bug in the code. It wasn't, the servers actually never went down. Hmm. Yeah. I think uh, they did a patch and then like the patch, like the code in the patch messed something up, or whatever. Yeah. So I think that's what I read. The way, yeah. It was something about the way the code was like referring to the servers that it wouldn't make any, or wouldn't access any new ones and then no one could do anything. Um, so yeah, it was actually just a, a buggy line of code, but that's why you have a beta. So that, that doesn't happen yeah. on launch day, to, and you're to trying fix to fix that stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know, but but, but it actually ran beta, pretty well. You know, it it did. I never had a single problem getting into a match, even when they, like I said, they let loose the kraken and brought yeah. everyone into it. Yeah. And you, Eddie, got the very special privilege of hearing both me and Nick in our first moments <laughs> in, the in Titanfall, yeah. and it was a joyous occasion. 
Well, yeah, because I was playing, and then Anthony and, and Nick got on, and then both of them played through the tutorial, and listening to Nick free run for the first time, <laughs> or wall run, or whatever, yeah. he, like, flipped out. It was like, he was like a kid. Well, because, like, you know, that's, crazy. That, that's the thing, like, wall running was, was, like, a really cool thing in Mirror's Edge that, that was, like, a problematic game. So, like, yeah. you know. To see it done well. Right, Exactly. Well, and it's cool to have a first-person shooter where you can get into that kind of rhythm running and, like, it felt like, like, I've, I always talk about Mario 64, like, getting into a flow and, like, Titanfall at its at its best, like, when you're trying to maneuver around the map, like, just making the map fun to get around is, I mean, that's like a, to me, like, that means you've, you've won <laughs> at game design. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like we were talking it about, like, even traverse. It, it's what almost Mirror's Edge should have been, and if they ever make a first-person Mario game, it should start with the controls from Titanfall. Yeah. Because that, I mean, that was just a, like, when I was doing the tutorial, uh, there was a point where I wasn't even listening. I just was just going and doing it because it felt completely natural. Like, I instantly yeah. knew what to do. And yeah, I'll bet that it was feels a great. Bit, I bet it actually feels a little bit better on a controller than it does on a mouse and a keyboard, too. Because on a mouse and keyboard, it felt fine, but I'll bet mm-hmm. it feels even a little bit better on a controller. So, it felt so great who played, on a controller. Yeah, who played it? I played a controller. Anthony, you played a controller. Eddie, you did mouse and keyboard? Yeah. Yeah, I played controller. Yeah, I did and, mouse and, and I was okay. consistently in like the top three or four in my matches like online, so I was having no issues with, you know that yeah and i i I guess we don't know what nick did i'm i I guess he might have used mouse i think he did mouse and keyboard i think he did listen why doesn't a thing maybe it does exist and this is why i'm bringing it up because like i feel like jeff or mitch would know about this i want there to be a thing that works like chromecast but for my pc and i can play pc games by slinging them to my tv because i would love to play titanfall in front of a tv screen well okay so steam has that sort of but you have to build a steam box and it slings yeah you know i was like i wanted a device like chromecast yeah can't you just take your pc into the living room and then connect it to your tv who can who does that that is the biggest weirdos it's people aren't married people (laughs) act like it's a huge pain and it's really not well it is a huge pain i'd have to bring in my mouse and keyboard and set my computer and then plug it in and then i'd have to log in and do all that stuff like I want something no, I, that I could just do. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Works like Any, anything like even if it is technically perfectly simple to do, anything where you have to physically move something is actually kind of a, a, annoying. Um, yeah, like it's it's. I know it seems like a low bar, but I feel like that's not like. If a, I want to hop on a time ex- for twenty minutes, I'm right. not. I'm not going to spend ten of it moving my computer. Yeah, I mean that's, that's well. Not a, then that's, just play it for like six hours to make it worth it. <laughs> Mitch, yeah, like Mitch, like when you talk about taking world. your. <laughs> Like Mitch talks about, you know, you take your computer over to your your buddies and you you know you play games like you know land parties or whatever. Like that's cool, and that's not something I my personality, my own quirks, I would never do that. Like that is way too much. I'm like Nick Eddie. I'm like, oh god, no, I got unplugged. I'm like, I admire well, you for for being for doing that because I could never do yeah, that. Yeah, I do that well, like I do that like twice a month. Yeah, yeah land parties can, are worth it if you know you're going to be there like all night. Like we used to yeah, do that. Yeah, we would go yeah in that case, all that'd night. Be something. Dude, Titanfall would be fun to do over land. Yeah, I don't even like taking would. like a PS3 controller over to a buddy's house. I'm just like, oh <laughs> god, come on, man, charge it up yourself. <laughs> nice. Like I knew yeah, a guy who used to take one a without Dual Shock, and then you're just using like the no rumble controller. Cool. Yeah, I think so. Like yeah, one so of the. So, what were your thoughts on Titanfall? I really, really enjoyed it. I mean, I'd already played it at PAX, so I kind of knew what I was going to get out of it. That, so was, was anything just... like uh, wildly different? No, it was basically this, pretty much like the same thing I played at PAX. Like, team size was the same. Uh, there, The maps were basically the same. I played Angel City at PAX. Um, but yeah, everything was pretty much the same. I think the only thing that was different was the addition of the burn cards. Which I, burn cards I, which were took, really cool. It, it took me a minute to figure those out. Um, yeah, it, they, they weren't explained super well, yeah. but once I understood them, um, I loved them. It's a, it's a really cool mechanic, and it lets you mix up and kind of customize every single round. Um, yeah, there was also a couple that let people try out like the Ogre and the Strider chassis for the Titans. Oh, if nice. You got, oh, nice. Yeah, if you got the burn cards for those, you could call in an Ogre or a Strider. So, so. so for anybody who, who's listening who, who didn't get a chance to play the beta and doesn't know what the burn cards are, what it is is that um, they're kind of like unlocks or special items that you get, and you have slots where you can hold a certain number of burn cards, and, and between rounds, um, if you want to, you can activate one of those burn cards, and you'll get like a... You can get like and they last sp- for one life, life, like one life, one yeah, spawn, yeah, yeah, yeah one spawn. 
So, um, and that's what I meant by, sorry, not round. Browns. Spawn. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking of, of attrition. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's not right. Uh, anyway, yeah, one life. And, and uh, it'll be stuff like uh, faster speeds, better weapon, uh, you know. Less time for your Titan to come to you. Right, right, right. So so special little helpful things where if you play correctly, they can be great. I, I definitely use burn cards sometimes where I, like, used them, didn't really get any benefit from them, and then died. So. I like to using them to try out like different weapons. Like I never selected a sniper rifle as my main weapon, but if a burn card was for a sniper rifle, I'd be like, "All right, let me try out this and and see what mm -hmm. it's like." Because with the verticality of that game, snipers are they can they can get up there real quick and do some damage. So that's kind of neat. Yeah. But it also it's it, it, it's so great because the the verticality like it's an equalizer too for snipers. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Because um, so you can get right up there and take care of them. Yeah, exactly. Um, I was never really tempted to play as a sniper. It just didn't seem like it'd be as much fun. Well, if the people that it's fun did, to take we, out we the, played, the minions. Yeah, well, we played one round where we there was a really good sniper on the other team, and they wrecked oh, us. That motherfucker, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they they were real because I mean you can really get up high on the map, and so it's just a matter of someone finding you. Mm -hmm. um, and we would find them. We would we would make it a point to find them pretty quickly. But yeah, because if you leave them unchecked, they can just wreck on that game. Yeah, he made himself uh, known to us real fast. <laughs> yeah. So, but no, yeah, the burn. The, what's cool about the burn cars is that it, they were a perfect opportunity for respawn to have thrown in microtransactions in the game, and yeah, <laughs> and there's not any to be had. Um, but the, like the burn cars is, is exactly where you could be like pay fifty cents, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, or yeah. twenty five cents or a dollar or, or something buy like a pack, that. Or buy a pack of burn cards. Yeah, buy like a how... pack of burn cards like for Mass Effect. Three, mm -hmm. the way they Which had their... I actually had no problem with that. In I had no problem with it. Yeah, because you could earn the same thing for free. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You know? um, it was just a shortcut. Yeah. Exactly. And they were cheap. Mm -hmm. You know, I, yeah. I bought more than I'd like to admit. Um, <laughs> so okay. Yeah. So how much did you guys get to play, and which modes did you end up playing the most? Because I, I personally played. I ended up playing about four hours, and I played mostly attrition, and then I played one match of. Last Titan Standing. I heard Last I Titan I, Standing teaches you a lot about how to protect your Titan. Yes. Like, you learn a lot of good tactics for like keeping your Titan up and running. And I need to play that, because I only yeah. did Attrition. I think I probably played about eight hours. I mean, yeah. Um, and uh, I, on, I, on, I think so, yeah. I only played Attrition. Um, I only played But I wish I'd too. played the other ones, too. I just didn't want to get too burnout on everything before the game well, even I would, came yeah, out. I, I, my poor Titan, I would always leave it behind and just do my thing and let it do its thing. And I should probably yeah, be that around was my, it more. No, I, that was my favorite way to use a Titan was just to set it to guard or follow, mm. and I would just go inside the building and like yeah. your Titan draws. Yeah, your Titan draws. See, I wouldn't even do that. I would just run off. <laughs> be like you're on your own. Titan. Oh, see, I was I instantly got my Titan every time. One match, I killed four Titans. So nice. Um, well, I, I would was, just wait love, for enemy Titans to come like up and the then rodeo jockey. them. Yeah, yeah, the that rodeo. was fun too. Yeah. It's a cool mechanic. I mean, then you get that they, they make it like. They make it really easy too, because like you don't even have to be precise. You just need to get sort of close to the top, and they're just like, "All right, you're on. You can do <laughs> that's this." That's what I really liked is the Titans. Like when you first started playing, you're like, "Oh shit, a Titan!" But then as you play a little bit more, you're like, "Oh, I can take a Titan. I'm not worried about it." You know what I mean? Like, because everybody comes equipped with. Be... Yeah, exactly what you're saying. Yeah, everybody, everybody comes equipped with a you know an anti-Titan weapon like automatically. So it's just it equalizes everything where you're not like I said, you're just not scared of the Titans. Well, yeah, I was going to say, like, I'm so glad you don't have to pick a class to fight Titans. You know yeah. what I mean? Because, like, in Battlefield, I hate it because, like, unless you're a, a freaking engineer, you're going to get wrecked by a tank. And, like, that's just the way it is. And mm. and it's like, I don't want to play as an engineer. Like, please. Like, why? You know? Like, at least let this thing kill me, but let me have a, a chance. Like, as in Battlefield, like, <sighs> almost nothing you do again, like, will hurt a tank unless you're an engineer. Right. And yeah, so that's, I, that's I was one of the so glad that it wasn't out. like that. It just feels like takes everything um, about like current first-person shooters and just sort of perfects it. And, well, and, and it's like a first-person like MOBA too. You know what I mean? And like it's just yeah, with it all borrows, the bots and everything like that. Yeah, and it borrows from so many things, and it does them all like like superbly. Um, I didn't expect to be as impressed with the game as I was. Like I thought I might like it, but I didn't expect to be blown away. And every part of it feels like so honed to perfection. Mm -hmm. I was trying to save sixty dollars by actively saying nah, this game's not that good, and then <laughs> yeah. I played it. and I'm like, holy shit! Yeah, I mean, yeah. I was I was a huge skeptic too. Um, yeah, Jeff doesn't even you don't even like multiplayer shooters. No, uh, well, and, and I'm still concerned that there's the possibility that there will be people who are too devoted to it who will make it less fun. 
if you aren't constantly playing it. I mean, because I feel like that's always a danger is that the curve changes. You know, like yeah. if, if everybody's there at the start and they play together all the time, then yeah, they're all going to, you know, uh, increase in skill at the same rate. But if you play it a little bit and then go away for a month, you know, that's always my concern. You'll come back and everybody just is whip ass assholes at it. Yeah. What I always well, like I, about... I have a feeling that you can contribute a lot to it without even dealing with other players. That's what I like about it is that you can fight bots, you can fight titans. You know what I mean? Like there's all these different ways you can bring your titan in and just protect it and you know, use it as a distraction. I just I don't know. I feel like it's so well designed that like anyone can contribute to the match kind of how they want. Mm-hmm. I actually and if you don't want to deal with play, other players. You I know? would play with the smart pistol a lot and I I would end up killing a lot of minions. It's I like really the smart pistol. Yeah, it's really yeah. hard to kill pi- pilots with the the smart pistol cuz the the targeting takes so long. And it's not nearly as accurate if you're just like, oh shit, there's somebody coming for me, you know? Like, yeah, you yeah. gotta play really stealthy to take out pilots with yeah. a smart pistol. Um, but no, I, I mean, I would actually end up using that a lot, and, and most of the time that worked pretty well for, for all the minions, so I feel pretty good yeah. about that. I actually walked into a room, there was like six minions, and uh, they were all coming out of a building, sorry, they were all coming out of a building as I was walking into it, and I, I melee killed like six of them in a row. <laughs> I was like, this is fun. Yeah, jump I kicking like is awesome. I like that jump kicking is just like the basic melee. It's yeah. not even like a gun butt, you just like jump kick. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, awesome. that's great. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's. Um, I just really like how, um, like like you said, it just makes you feel like you're always contributing and I don't know. It's just it's really smart and, and well done. I think. And what else? Well, that's what I was gonna say. Um, the the thing with uh, respawn who used to be Infinity Ward uh, is when they do unlocks, like they don't lock the most powerful weapons like later. Like the first like assault rifle you get in Call of Duty is pretty damn good. You know what I mean? Like the the first like assault rifle you get in this game is probably gonna be really good. There may be a better one later, but you're not gimped at the beginning of the game. With yep. the weapons you get, they they so they do the progression really well that way. Well, something else I like too is that the game never felt like even when I was on a team that was like getting killed, I never felt like I was. You know what I mean? I like, always was surprised. I'm like, oh, we lost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was doing so well. Fun. Yeah, because yeah. um, like in Battlefield, it was like obvious. It was just like, okay, I just ran for five. I don't know why I keep picking on Battlefield, but I think it <laughs> exempl it exemplifies a lot of these problems. No, when you're getting your ass kicked in Battlefield, you know yeah. it. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. To- I totally, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Well, because it's like, okay, I just spent two minutes running and then I died. And then, like, every one of my team is dead. All of our vehicles are gone. Like, we have, like we just can't do anything. We can't mount any kind of comeback. Like, we're the done. The entire and- enemy team is just up on top of the nearest rooftop sniping us in our spawn. Yes. Yeah. And we can't get up there because we don't have jetpacks and wall running. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, pretty man. much. The beginning, the beginning and the end of the rounds are so great. But the beginning where everyone just, like, jump, you know, runs out and they're jetpacking and double jumping and all with the roofs and everything. That's so much fun. And then the end with the epilogue. Oh God! I, guys, can Titanfall come out tomorrow? It's actually not really, that, it's actually not that far off. I know. I, I yeah. can't. I'm so glad I canceled Thief because it sounds like Thief is getting some kind of middling reviews. Um, yeah, two, I, less I, than two I, weeks it's away. a game about stealth and a guy who is a thief where you don't steal things. <laughs> really? Is that what his yeah. problem is? Yeah. Well, no. That and it's like super linear is the other problem. I like There's a lot of story stuff in it that they're trying to force. On you. Yeah, like the story is pretty self-serious, but not told very well. Is I mm-hmm. guess one of the other problems. So it's just a, it's just as a like apparently there's some good stuff in there. Like the side objectives where you do actually steal stuff is like the most fun, but just the main campaign is just like pretty linear and not and doesn't revolve doesn't, much around stealing. And I heard it relies a lot on like old game mechan- old stealth game mechanics that you know have kind of been refined since then. So that's just yeah. I feel like if Thief came out before Dishonored, maybe people would be. A bit more positive more. about it, mm. yeah. But Dishonored was, whew. yeah. What is with the, what is with these games that like Assassin's Creed was the same way? It's like all the diversions were way more fun than the actual game, and I felt that way. Even though I loved Far Cry, I felt that way about Far Cry. You know, so it's like, why can't? Why do these games try to force in? I, maybe because the people are worried about playtime or mm. whatever. But you know, so many so many games, it just seems like their campaigns are, I don't know, shitty. <laughs> yeah. When you've, it sounds like there's other stuff in the game that's enjoyable, and like, why not? Why can't you just let the game be that? Right. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It feels like, um, and this, I, without naming specific games as examples, I'm just gonna make a broad generalization with the main story um, quests. Like, 
you, it's very linear. You don't really get to do a lot of improvisation or pick your own path. And with side quests, there's usually a little bit more of like, mm, how do you want to do this kind of thing? You know what I mean? Um, like there's a little bit more leeway that gives you, the player, some more freedom to do stuff in side quests. I'm just guessing. I don't know. Well, it's funny because like uh, Skyrim, like its campaign isn't anything to write home about, but it doesn't force you into any of it. And right. so yeah. they, they, they make no bones about like, eh, just do whatever. <laughs> yeah. Dear you know, mom and dad, I, they- I found Skyrim's campaign to be lackluster. That's you writing home about Skyrim's campaign. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But, uh... <laughs> But you know, you know what I'm saying. Like, it, mm-hmm. they pretty much just. No, yeah, made, I know. The main quest is almost like it, it's just like another. You have there are multiple. The main quest, quest lines, is you know it's, almost like a tutorial. It gives you a good. Tour. Yeah. If you do the main quest, it gives you a good tour of the world mm-hmm. and and some mm-hmm. basic concepts. And then when you're done with that, you're like, okay, I know how to play the game. I'm going to do all these more fun things now. Yeah. You know. Although with Skyrim, <laughs> I, I I let the main quest be the uh, beginning and end of of the game because I didn't feel like playing it for. Oh, you should have done some of the thieves stuff. That was well. That's that's sort of what I did. But I like did the beginning, and then I did like sixty hours of side quest, and then I finished the game. Yeah, that's the same thing that happened to me. It was like started the game fifty nine hours. Last hour was finishing the game. Yeah, yeah. I got. I, I think I did a thing where I got to a point where the next story quest was like way up in the northwest, and I was like, eh, when I when I get around to it, you know. And then I just did a bunch of side quests until I finally got around until a side quest made me go up to the northwest. There was like one city I barely did anything in because I was basically just running through the world, to, like side quest to side quest, and anytime I saw a side, so I was just like going everywhere on foot, and and then I hit. Then I hit a point where I was like, okay, I just got to go finish the game. But there was, like, one city that I, like, barely even did anything in. Like, I stopped there because the main quest made me stop there. Mm-hmm. But I didn't I, – I, I put my head down. I ignored every single side quest there, and it killed me to do it, to, like, yeah, ignore it, them. It just – it almost got stressful when I'd go to a new city, yeah, and I'd be yeah, like, I have exactly. to learn where all these places are. And this, you get and lost be, like, in the cities. there's going to be, like, 30 quests here. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, I got my quest thing down a little bit, and now all of a sudden it just balloons, and you're just like, oh, God. Yeah. Like just where's the blacksmith shop? That's all I need to know. <laughs> yeah. So okay, well other things um that have gone on uh this week. Price cuts were kind of in the news a little bit. There's the Xbox One price cut in the UK. I don't know how much they're cutting it down, but it sounds like the PS4 hundred pounds. I think it's going from four ninety nine to three forty nine. Dang, that's a pretty big price cut. Yeah. I thought it was, and especially I mean, considering pounds are worth like 150 yeah. American dollars per pound. Yeah, pretty much. That's yeah. <laughs> um, hold on, let me check that real quick. I thought it was just 100, but you might be right. But I think they said it's only temporary price cut over there. Well, it's also oh, in there Titanfall. like a, a version bu- bundled with Titanfall. In that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it went from three. Um, I'm sorry. Hold on. Uh, it will be lowered to 399 pounds, down from the current price of 429. Pounds. Oh, okay. I mixed. I mixed. Yeah, I was about to say I, yeah, I, I got mixed a up. lot. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, those and, crazy Brits. Uh, we we dumped all their Xbox Ones in the ocean, so we have to get them price cut. Once Titanfall <laughs> comes out, it'll be bundled at that same price with Titanfall. So yeah. So they cut that because so the PS4 is outselling it like two to one there or everywhere. It was in January. It outsold it two to one hmm. in the yeah. US. So I feel like if I did not have a gaming PC, I could see how Titanfall. Would be a system seller, but oh yeah, you know yeah. the only the only reason I bought Titanfall was because I played the beta. <laughs> so you'd have to already have like a system to play it on to know if you if yeah. That's it. I'm considering getting an Xbox One soon. But, but for what? Like for what game though? But that's the thing is I'm like, well, I'm gonna get Titanfall on the PC, so maybe I won't get one. Like that's because I'm about to get um like. Whenever I do contract work and like freelance work, like I, I spend that money on like goofy stuff because it's you know what I mean like because it's like this is extra, mm-hmm. this is when I buy the thing that I kept, you know what I mean putting off buying because I was like I don't want to spend my money on that, you know and so I'm I'm about to get a some decent money in from some contract stuff and I was like maybe I'll buy an Xbox One with it but then I'm like what would I do like I'm not even touching my PS4 right now really so maybe one you of these one of, PC. one of these in the year but i'm gonna play as titanfall and titanfall range is fine <laughs> you know yeah titanfall by, by getting titanfall on, on the pc i have uh, effectively killed any need for an xbox one for at least a year you, yeah that's any, the thing any, and, and any, it's not and and i don't want anyone to mishear me mm-hmm. 
that's listening, because it's not that I'm saying like PS4 is better than Xbox One. It's like I can only stand to have one of these two things in the first year right. because there's no, like no sitting, games to play for either of them. Yeah, you know, because there's nothing for the PS4 right now either. You know, um, unless you're using it as a Blu-ray player. I mean, yeah. I mean that. And that's I still use my PS3 because I've still got the remote control for that, so that I can control it better with the, <laughs> the on the PS3 than the PS4. So. Oh God, I got the I got Game of Thrones season three on Blu-ray or whatever, mm-hmm. and um, there's a there's a the episode the Reigns of Castamere. I'm not gonna spoil anything, but uh, the Red Wedding episode. Um, but the, it's like because you can watch you can watch that episode like with three different commentary tracks on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like one is like with little bits of George R. R. Martin talking about why he wrote it, um, and then some of the producers, and then some of the actors going through scene by scene, and it's very cool. But it's like push the red button to do this, and I was like, oh god, I don't have a red button. <laughs> like I just have the controller, and so I'm like pressing everything, and I kept like quitting out of the whole thing. I was getting oh, so angry. Oh, it wanted you to do the uh, the remote control stuff. Is there another yes. is there another remote control for the PS4 yet or is not there yet. is but I want to oh I thought there was oh uh, no I didn't think there was I because I, I read th- I thought there was I know they I know they announced one for the Xbox out. One like last week but I don't mm-hmm. think there's one for the PS4 no I um Which I have not heard of one weird to me but I guess they're not pushing the PS4 as a Blu-ray player as much you know yeah. like there it was I, very important like, for the PS3 to be a Blu-ray player but it didn't there's so many cheap standalone blu-ray players now right there's a blu-ray remote by like the third parties you know and stuff yeah. like that there's one i'm seeing on the gamestop website right now that's coming out in april mm-hmm. yeah i'm but literally on the exact same page <laughs> dream <laughs> here yeah i think yeah yeah, yeah there's the not mad, an official sony one yet though now the, the order one that breaks in a month <laughs> there was there's some gameplay video that came out today of the order 1886 um that looked yeah. pretty cool Look at that um it looked pretty interesting um, sort of Gears of War, steampunk, 1800s. Uncharted-ish. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that looks pretty interesting. So that, that, that'll that be a kind of a unique IP for the PlayStation 4 that'll be coming out this year, I well, think. Well, March is going to be... Mar- yeah, March, yeah, I think March is going to be Mar- infamous also. March is infamous for that. Titanfall's on the Xbox One. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a good month. It'll be a busy month. Yeah. Yep. So I'm hoping I'll have some time to... What in the what? Also in the sorry, uh, I'm looking. at My dog like shoved her bone out of her cage. I don't know how she did that. Well, you will be very sad all day because you had no bone, dummy. Sorry, continue. <laughs> uh, so this will be a good uh, segue into our next topic. Also in the month of March will be the final DLC for Bioshock Infinite, made by Irrational Games, which is no longer. Who? <laughs> I don't know of any Irrational Games. Mm. Yeah. So, so that was shocking. Yeah, they're shutting. They're shutting down. Um, basically. Oh wait, why didn't anyone run the headline like Ken Levine makes irrational decision? <laughs> I'm sure someone did. Okay, so here's some headlines. Ken, <laughs> the, the meaning of Ken Levine's irrational decision. Irrational decisions. Uh, the irrational decision. Okay, so other so, yeah. people did it. Yeah. It, oh, okay. It well, I feel less original. No, no, no. But it's nobody not else that you're not original. It, so. It's just that you know, the the internet is always ahead of us. Yeah. Anyways, so, where do we want to start that again? <laughs> okay, so so for anyone that doesn't know, um, yeah, Ken, Ken Levine basically shut down Irrational, and these are the guys that made Bioshock, um, and they laid off all but like 15 employees or something, right? Um, which is pretty crazy, but I, I feel bad. Like, if you're an employee and you're like, wow, okay, well, I'm so glad you're killing all of our jobs so you can go do what you want to do. Like, mm-hmm. thanks. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd be pretty pissed off. I mean, well, the thing is, I don't think I'm an we, artist we don't and know. I've got to create the games that I want to create, so I'm going to let that, you like, all go. I mean, hopefully it, they're they're doing something to help them like find. It sounds like they are. You know? Well, they are. So they said they're holding though. a job fair. They're like contacting other people. They're gonna they're doing a lot of things. But the thing is, we don't really know. Like all these people were attacking Ken Levine, but my point is, we just don't know what happened because I doubt. Uh, he went to them and said, hey, I want to shut down this place. He probably said, hey, I want to go off and do my own thing. And they probably were like, we want to be in the Ken Levine business. We don't want them without you. So we'll keep you here and we'll just shut that place. Down. Maybe he said, hey, I'll leave and you can bring someone else in because they own it. Um, Take-Two owns it, not mm. Ken Levine. So he couldn't have just shut it down without them. Like It's their decision, not his. I think he was taking the blame or, for, or something because, like I said, I imagine he would say, hey – 
you can bring someone else in to run this place and I'll go off and do my own thing. And maybe that's something they weren't interested in. Maybe they just only wanted him. Yeah. You know, like, but the thing is, we just don't know. Mm-hmm. But it is, it, it does kind of suck. But at the same time, would you want like your, your boss or if you were even take two, would you want this guy working for you if his heart wasn't into it? You know what I mean? Like, if that's not what he wants to do, you wouldn't think about how miserable that would be. Like, I want to do, be off somewhere and doing something else, but mm-hmm. I'm stuck here doing this. Like, I, I, well, at least I just he don't actually know what the moral. Did it. Unlike Kojima, who says, I'm never making another Metal Gear, and then he's just <laughs> constantly making Metal Gear. Well, yeah, that's because Konami like has like pictures of him on something like that, and they won't let him do anything else. <laughs> but well, like they've got, uh, chain, they've got him like old boy style, like yeah. chained up in the basement. <laughs> full of you know, the, thing, the, the one thing about it that this almost like casts a pall over Bioshock Infinite in a way. Like, you know, does it does it make the like, game less successful because the studio closed afterwards? You know, like I, I'm sure it sold really well. But um, well, it's also like what happened with that game because they brought someone in to help finish it, mm-hmm. and they shut the place down after the game was right. done. It I mean, sounds like the game had some development woes. Yeah, I'm not well, saying it reflects on the quality of the game right. itself, but it it sounds like no, it, it, it was it, a bitch. It to does get sound made. like yeah, it sounds like they probably went over budget and maybe it didn't make mm-hmm. its money back because they they're the ones who they also make Grand Theft Auto, and when Grand Theft Auto sells well, they let you know about it. Right. They haven't been very vocal That's about true. the sales. Well, of you know, but and, and also, Infinite. like, if you look at the price for Infinite Everywhere, it's been discounted to like twenty nine ninety nine, or you know. yeah, that usually says yeah. a lot about how a game's selling too. Yeah, so maybe they were just like, "This isn't financially feasible." Maybe that's that, well, that could be the thing too. They could have come to him and said, "Hey, we need to close this place down," and he's like, "Okay, well, I'm gonna go off and do something else." Well, I mean, it's so funny. It that could be game, any number of things. That the game, it's it's funny that it's like you. You know, we we disagree about the gameplay, but I feel like the game. I don't feel like the game benefits from its shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, right? Yeah. You I can, mean like I can the, agree with that? You know what I mean? So I I think that's a fair statement that that whether or not someone likes the gameplay, does the game does the shooting make the game better? And I don't think mm-hmm. it does. Um, so it's funny that something like that is pushed in there to like make it more commercial. Yeah. To more more commercial, and then it doesn't even do what it did. So it's like, could you have made that game uh, for much less if you weren't? putting in this whole other component you know what i mean like if, mm-hmm. and and you probably could have you know you probably could have made the game for a lot cheaper and saved a lot of development costs um if you weren't trying to force it to be a certain thing and blowing it up um in a certain way but it's just interesting that yeah that it's like oh well, shootings then you know put in some shooty shooties and he seems yeah. like, he seems like the kind of guy who should be developing uh indie downloadable yeah. games that aren't these massive fucking triple a games that require like huge budgets he like the parts of the the game that sang for me were the characterization the storytelling yeah you know stuff like that the the more interesting things they did um well his new uh his new venture sounds really interesting because he said he wants to make downloadable games but he's really interested in making narrative driven games that mm-hmm. are endlessly replayable like mm-hmm. that have some sort of variables that you know you every time you come back to it something it's something different um, I don't know how that's going to work, but that's the thing. It's like, that's what makes it exciting. Like, oh yes, I would like to see, I'd like to see you try that. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't see how it's possible. It does also make yeah. me wonder what we should expect from Bioshock coming up. Cause you know, they, I mean, they yeah. kept, they kept the IP. Yeah. I, I feel like there will be another Bioshock game, whether or not we want it. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. For sure. Well, I mean, they made, they made Bioshock too. And right. everyone was like, boo, hiss. But that one turned out pretty good. That, that one was right. a good game. No, I did. Though, yeah. I, yeah. I'm not yeah, saying yeah. they're not going to do it. Everyone right. was very skeptical. The reaction will be yeah, the reaction not will fair be like, to the, yeah. to the actual game. Mm-hmm. It's kind of um, like, it'll be like the Batman Arkham Origins of Bioshock. Right. Yeah, exactly. God, I forgot I owned that. There's so many games that I own and I haven't been able to the touch. The thing is, after my incredible reaction to Bioshock Infinite, I might be having the negative, I might be one of those people like having a negative reaction to the next Bioshock well, I mean, game. But that's like, the thing. Do they make Bioshock Infinite 2? Because, I mean, in theory, if you play with the whole conceit of the game, there are ways you could spin it so that there's another, Yeah. you know. Well, that's, that's the thing. With well, it's the, the same way the DLC works, right? Yeah, yeah. We're gonna. Yeah. Well, hopefully, we'll get some definitive answers uh, uh, with the the DLC. But but yeah, it's the same thing. Like, there's all these different alternate kind of uh, things that could happen. So maybe they'll just make a new city with a new guy and a new lighthouse, you know, and yeah. and just run off. The, I mean, that's the thing is like, there is an infinite number of things they could do. It just will they take the lazy way out or will they try and do something like Can you know, I really good? Are you enjoying the DLC? Yes, uh, I liked the the first one. 
Um, I, I, I waited until like I'm waiting until the second episode comes out so that I can play it all in one. That's probably good because it ended on a cliffhanger that really like killed me. Like he's really good at blowing my mind at like two thirty in the morning. <sighs> so, but it no, sounds like, like it sounds like you do like recreational drugs with Ken Levine, and then he tells you, like, <laughs> "Yeah, man." I finished a lot of games late at night, which was always fun when I was a kid, because then you'd have to like celebrate, like fist pumping silently and not trying to wake everybody up. <laughs> Final Fantasy VIII, you beat Omega Weapon, you're like, yeah, fuck yeah, baby, yeah. Can I just say, I actually, I might hope that they do make another Bioshock game. I'm not against it. I like, I love those things, and I'm not like, if they make another one, it doesn't make the other ones worse. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The only that's time, the way it works, though, Anthony. If you make one bad thing, it's <laughs> the only retroactively ruined my childhood. Listen, the finale of Lost ruined the entire series. Obviously, the so, only yeah. time that's ever happened was when Alien Three came out, and it actually ruined Aliens because it killed off everybody who survived in the movie, therefore rendering the whole movie fucking pointless. And it's that's true, why that. Alien Three is worse than Alien Resurrection. Come at me, Eddie. No, that's a that's a wow. very good reason for so the movie's bad. Yeah, yeah. No. I know we we discuss, we'd had a, a a brief IM chat debate about that one time, so that's why I came at you. But but yeah, like but that's Alien the only time. Is horseshit. Oh no, without a doubt. <laughs> but that's why I hate Alien Three so much because it actually ruined the movie before it, which previously was not possible. <laughs> so it's the exception that proves the rule. So, but I want more. I want more Bioshock because yeah. and I want whatever Ken Levine does because yeah. I'm in his thrall now. <laughs> I've been indoctrinated. Ken Levine nice. is my you're, master now. I will you're, go. I will go see Logan's Run. You're you're, you're mixing uh, video game metaphors there, friend. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, what are you guys playing, Mitch? I am playing uh, Barfy Darfur, which is what I call Bravely Default, because I oh, yeah, feel I like, forgot that you're yeah. playing that. Yeah. Well, I mention it like every day, so. You did a post about it, I think, that I didn't read. I'm yeah, kidding. probably. I read, it. I, read <laughs> it. I read it. You read it I and commented. commented on it. Yeah. So, so made, I'm really so you, enjoying Bravely Default. So you got Sorry, go the ahead, hump of, of like the grinding that there was a problem. Yeah. So it was just kind of weird to me that they Grind would put it hump, on bro. these like they would put it. I'm just gonna. Okay, I'm just gonna talk over you guys. That's sorry, fine. That, that's my fault. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's your fault for using that terminology. Grind it. You can bounce it. I'm not there else? yet. Okay. <laughs> so, but yeah, I was just having like this because like I've played like one or two JRPGs in my entire life, like Nino Kuni and Star Ocean, the second story. I think are the only ones I've played. So, it just seemed weird to me that they would include the option to, like auto pass the battles and skip all the random encounters and still make <laughs> <laughs> and still make um. And still, like, make grinding a necessity. So it just seemed kind of weird to me that they would include all that stuff. But I don't know. I've gotten a bit more into it, and I've played around with some of the settings. So now I just go through all my battles with auto battle on and uh, at four times speed. So it takes me, like, two seconds to defeat a random encounter. I obviously <laughs> I obviously turn that off for boss battles. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. That's nice that you can do that. But it's funny it that is. if they're, if they're giving like, you the option to, like, almost to almost virtually skip every single yeah. then why why even make you do it yeah like, there, there should be a better there, there has to be a better me- mechanic to make it so that skipping doesn't feel like you're fast forwarding through something you know i guess yeah. i just feel like because it's a jrpg they have to have grinding like yeah why like why is this a thing know. you know like it's well, just like those those free to play games where one of the microtransactions will be hey you can skip this part of it like why why am i paying you to not play your game you know, those things don't make sense. So to skip, like, why did you put this in the game if you want me to skip it? Like, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Well, and it's, it's like, I'm playing Fire Emblem right now. Um, I've, I've put in, like, probably five and a half or six hours in it in the last, like, I don't know, less than a week, which for me, like, that means I'm, like, really into it. But, um, yeah. but yeah, I'm, I've, I've been loving it, but what I really appreciate about strategy rpgs versus kind of like the more traditional rpgs is that every battle is like a crafted experience you know what i mean like because there's no random encounters and then every battle is like part of the story and has a point but it's been a designed experience Um, yeah as opposed to like jrpgs where they make one battle system and then they may have put a little bit of thought into the boss but they put more thought into the system and that's all they care about, you know. And most um, of the enemies are just fodder, where you can just yeah. you know, throw out your strongest attacks and then you know 
read a text message while, you know, I used to read books while grinding in Final Fantasy 7. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, all the time. I got a lot so, of reading done. Yeah, so Fire, Fire Emblem, that's what I love about the strategy RPGs is, yeah, every, every, that was every actually part, battle sorry. is custom, you know? Yeah, that, that, that's because, yeah, you get, like, you know that, like, you're getting a, a, a real thorough, like, game designer versus you experience as opposed to just, like, like I said, cannon fodder. But that was always part of the strategy when playing, a, a, like, a Final Fantasy or a JRPG. Like, find enemies that are good to, you know, like, easy to beat, but give you a lot of experience. Yep. So, but, but, yep. So you, but you don't have to, but easy, so you don't have to pay a lot of attention <laughs> yep. while you're playing it. So, like, for me, it was always, like, Medeal, like, in Final Fantasy VII, like, where the crater is, like, after where Cloud mm -hmm. wakes up from the amnesia thing. I was like, that was always a good place to grind. Well, the nice thing about how Bravely Default is scaled is that one or two levels can make the difference between you barely scraping by and you just, like, wiping the floor with people. So oh, I finally got nice. to a place where I get, like, 1,500 experience points per battle. So I've just been running it. I just put this random encounter slider on 100%, and I run around in a circle outside <laughs> of the town. And then I go until my mana is out because the elixirs yeah, in that game suck, and they restore zero mana for, like... A thousand GP or whatever, so it's not worth it. I run to town, heal, and then go back out and do it again. Yeah, like why is that? Why is that a an accepted mechanic <laughs> to just well, run around in circles around the town? I'm currently. This is a good segue into what I'm playing, which is lightning. Oh, well, I mean, Returns. I admit you haven't played a ton of RPGs, so I understand why. You yeah, know, but I hear that, and I'm just like, ah. Well, keep going, Anthony. In Lightning Returns, you don't get experience from fighting enemies. You get you level up by completing side quests, and there's a lot of them. And um, and that's like kind of what you do in the game is you're um, completing quests and uh, doing things to like free souls because the end of the world is coming. There's like a ticking clock. Wearing pretty dresses and wearing pretty dresses. Well, but but and it, it, had things. Isn't it also but, that like you 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 play and you need to keep in mind that you won't be able to finish every quest. Like that's just right. But well, yeah, that's what I was uh, getting at. You you probably won't be able to finish every quest. Um, the game, I think they said, is made to be replayable, and it's not as long as a typical Final Fantasy game. It's only like 25 hours as opposed to like 50. Um, but with fighting enemies, the reason you want to do it is because it gives you these things called erotia points, because they have to make up stupid fucking terms. Erotica and, points? Is that yeah. how you get new costumes? Yeah, yes. you, get a Madonna, you get a Madonna costume that way. Um, oh, okay. But with erotia points, what you do is they, give you, like, they let you heal, they let you um, teleport from like one place in the world that you visited to another without using any time or they let you stop time for a little bit so by killing enemies you gain these points that you then use to prolong the day like so you can like basically okay. get more shit done sense. so that's a good way to do it and like when I finally understood that I was like oh okay now I get like I'm finally at the point like four or five hours in like you remember how Final Fantasy 13 like held your hand with the tutorials like a lot longer than they should have this game gives you a lot of tutorials, but you actually need them because it took me a little while to like kind of grasp what they wanted me to do. And once I finally did, I was like, "Oh, okay, now I'm starting to really enjoy this." So, but it is weird that like, you know, you're talking about the end of the world, and the side quests. I mean, the side quests are fine. They're standing like, "Oh, hey, I lost my dog. Okay, I'll go find your dog." But, and that's fine. But I don't need like 30 to 45 seconds of exposition about you lost your dog. And what it just means tell me, to you, just tell me what to be do. Like, Yo, I lost my dog. I'm gonna go get you that dog. All right, here's your dog. Okay, here's some experience. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. Yeah, need... I hear that the side quests in Final Fantasy 13 2 are basically just like run over there and then run back. Yeah, like a lot of side quests will be like, oh, I'd like these materials from these enemies, and like if you've been diligently killing enemies, you can like accept and com complete the quest like mm -hmm. at the same time, and that's fun because then you're just like boom, 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 boom. Hey, this whole hub's done. Next. So. But it's but it's uh, fun. I'm enjoying it. It is very different. But I'm also at the point now where I don't. I'm seven hours in and I don't care about the story at all. I'm just like yes, next, next, next. So man, that's the. I mean, that's the worst when you just hate, well this story, you hate this story was already convoluted two games ago. Well, yeah, so. but no, I just just like I when I when I played uh, Kingdoms of Amalur, there was a point after which like I literally skipped every sing single dialogue. Like, yeah, I was just like, I don't shut the fuck up, you know. I would just hit like, a, like <laughs> I'd let them get a word seen, in and I'd just skip it. So I've seen people play like MMOs where they're just like clicking like just to get to the point where like their quest thing updates and then they can move on and just follow the map marker. They don't care. Oh yeah, when I played WoW, I was just like, just like accept, 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 accept. Yeah. I don't care I don't why you need all these bunny rabbits dead, but just mm -hmm. tell me you do, and I will kill the motherfuckers. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know, like, why, like, they say that WoW has, like, 600 novels worth of written words. Why isn't it just, like, quest, kill 10 rabbits, and then, like, yeah. <laughs> have money. You could, like, you could seriously save some money there, Blizzard, by not writing Some quests. poor bastard wrote all that shit, and no one's ever gonna read it. <laughs> yeah. They say that so. all the time at work. Like, I'll be, I'll have put a lot of energy into writing something, and then we cut it down, like, crazy, and it's ultimately decided, well, no one reads the words. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm like, no, well, I'm glad, they, I'm glad they still give me a paycheck, if that's the consensus. <laughs> that no one reads words. Yeah. So, Oh, and I played a little bit of Final Fantasy XIV on the PS4. They've got a beta until March 2nd. And it's the first MMO I've ever tried. And I like it. I've heard um, they've improved it a ton. Well, yeah, it's improved. Very enjoyable. It's, Realm, Realm Reborn is, is supposed, like, supposedly fixed like every single problem. It's, but, a, it's a brand new game, yeah. It's, yeah. it's fixed all the problems. I didn't know what they were, but... Having never played one, it's very friendly. It's friendly to solo players. It's it's plays really it well until uh, March second, but they're gonna do another beta in April. The thing um, the thing about fourteen is that like this sucks because on on Steam it was on sale for like fourteen ninety nine, and I was like, oh, you know. But no, there's a monthly fee. I will never pay a monthly fee. That, fee for that's a game. the thing. Is that like, just seems backwards in twenty fourteen? Mm, like Elder Scrolls yeah, Online yeah. will have a monthly fee too. It's just no, yeah. you're gonna get rid of that in two to three months. No, just I mean, that, is, that is my personal rule. I will never pay. No, I'm, a I'm with you because even though I'm enjoying the game and it's very friendly to a controller, and the only problem I have with it is the font's a little small, and also the the HUD and MMOs. There's so much going on that I now have like permanent ADD. But um, I'm with you, Jeff. As I'm playing it, I'm like, I'm enjoying this. But no matter how much I'm enjoying it, I will never pay a subscription because I want to play other games. And anytime I have a subscription to something and I'm not doing that thing, I feel like bad. Like I feel guilty. Right. You know what I mean? That's why I would never. That's why I, I don't keep Netflix because if I'm like, let's say I put in a DVD, I'd be like, I should be watching Netflix. I am paying eight dollars a month. It's only eight dollars a month, but that's how I feel. You know what I mean? So if I were ever to play in like a whole month playing a game not Final Fantasy fourteen and I paid fifteen dollars a month for it, I would I'd probably kill myself. Oh, <laughs> over fifteen dollars. No, you wouldn't. Over fifteen dollars. I'm very frugal now. Mm-hmm. But no, I agree with you. Like I just I will never do it. I want to play it sucks because seriously, like if it was a free to play or something I, I know that that means different mechanics inevitably. I would have yeah. bought it for fourteen ninety nine. Yeah. Like I actually so when uh, during the winter that's sale, why I'm, I think, just, I'm just glad i got to try it with this beta yeah. that's well really no what I was during about. during the sales over the winter uh i picked up both defiance and uh the secret world because i got them for a couple bucks and they're both free to play games mm-hmm. so i mean I, I only played a very small amount of the secret world and i haven't installed defiance part of the problem was that secret world took up like 50 gigs on my hard drive and i, I ended up deleting Jeez. it yeah um so yeah, but I mean that's that's the thing. Like those are the only kinds of games, like MMO wise, I'm willing to give a chance, just because. I thought about playing Night uh, about the old about playing the Old Republic because it's free to play. Mm. Uh, just giving it a shot, but I just haven't done it yet. No, trust me, you do not want to play the free to play version of Knights of the Old <laughs> Republic. They make you like some sort of like third class citizen. Like you can't remove your helmet. You can't sprint. Like it's so oh, weird. Yeah. Right, the way that they like inconvenience you. Like, I know, like, saying, like, you can't remove your helmet's kind of a silly thing, but, like, the helmet design in those games are awful. You look like a dork. Awful. It's, <laughs> He's really passionate about that. <laughs> that was great. Um, yeah, yeah no, like, just, just the fact that you can't sprint is insane because those words, those worlds that they designed are, like, huge and really, really boring to run through. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah. it's basically just a, like, death by a thousand paper cuts type of thing to make you pay a monthly fee. Yeah. Yeah, there's going to do another um, beta in April, and in that beta, you can then take your you can take your character from the beta and transport him to the real main game when it does come out, um, if you're into that. But um, I'll probably play it a little bit more, but I'm not going to buy it because, like like Jeff said, like I, just, I can't do a monthly subscription. I those types of games are for people like who play Eve and who play WoW. Which is like I just want to play one game, and I like I like too much variety in my life. Yeah. At least in the Eve, you can earn it back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or lose it all for lose it <laughs> on a space battle because someone forgot to pay a bill. Yeah. So the only thing I've really been playing recently is um, uh, DMC, which I'm actually enjoying. Which is interesting because I've like when I played the uh, HD versions of the Devil May Cry games that were re-released on like the PS3, I did not like them. So I don't know. I I actually am, am totally enjoying DMC. So there's something about like the the play mechanics or. I like the first Devil May Cry. The second one I don't like, and the third one is like 
way harder than like even mm-hmm. the dreaded Dark Souls. Yeah. Um, because it's cheap as fuck. Yeah. But uh, but the new one, yeah, I wanna I wanna give it a shot because I downloaded it on the PSN Plus. So. Well, it almost seems like the part of the problem with the older games is that they're they're a little outdated camera and and controls and stuff like that you know it's not it's not as bad as like playing like the original resident evil but it it, i remember that being a problem and yeah they're just tough they're like frustratingly tough the new one is challenging but not punishing you know Mm -hmm. um and it's it's also just good because a lot of times i can play through uh you know i can play through maybe like one chapter and in some of them were 15 minutes long i played uh two earlier they were each about like 30, 45 minutes long. So, I mean, that's a pretty good, you know, that's a pretty solid game session right there. So, I, I, I try to, I'm trying to think of anything like currently released that I've played that wasn't Titanfall and that's about it. <laughs> so, um, it does crack me up that like, okay, so I was super skeptical about Titanfall. I'm pretty sure you, there's recordings of me saying that I'm not going to get it. <laughs> like if you go back to a previous podcast and all it took for me to pre-order it was Green Man Gaming sent me a coupon for $7 off. Nice. I love that it was just seven, seven bucks. Seven, seven bucks, bro. I just, bro. I would have given you seven bucks. Yeah, that's all it took, dude. Yeah. If it was like, if it was, if it was like pre-order Titanfall and get a bag of Doritos, you probably would have done it. It was the <laughs> only, like, it was literally the only excuse I needed. I was just like, well, okay. Jeff, did you see that great sale in the PlayStation Store right now? Uh, no. What's on sale in the PlayStation? Store? The, it's like they call it the Back to 2013 sale, and they've got a. Um, hold on. Like, well, I've got, I bought the, um, season pass for, uh, the walking dead season two for 1049, oh, nice. which awesome. is pretty cool. But they have like Nino Cooney is six ninety nine. Oh, uh, that's the, yeah. I saw that. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, they got like tales of symphonia. They got like a Batman, but hold on. Let me finding it right it's now. Pronounced tales of symphonia. Really? I'm kidding. Symphony? I'm kidding. No. It's fucking better not be. Um, yeah, I believe it's like, pronounced Nino Cooney. Actually, you can get Dragon's Crown for like seventeen forty nine. Guacamelee for seven thirty four. Um, Nino Cooney for six ninety nine. Persona two for three forty nine. Um, mm, Persona two that could be interesting. Spelunky for seven thirty four. A lot of these I already have. Yeah, um, you know, so. the, the Wolf Among Us season pass is only eight ninety nine. I know you already have that, but like for our listeners, like oh, got, I keep forgetting that episode two of that is out. I need to play that. I still need to play episode one. Yeah, I haven't played episode two yet either. I'm um, gonna wait for like one like weekend day and just like go through a bunch of them probably. Yeah. Um. I feel like there was something I was gonna say about recent games, Titanfall. No. Oh well, you know, part of the reason I was waiting, like I, 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 I should not be spending that money. I haven't pre-ordered Dark Souls two yet, despite you know. Mitch's hate. That's out. That's out in March too, right? Yeah, it's well, okay. So it's out in March on March 11th for the PS3 and the Xbox 360. They haven't announced the PC release date yet, so I'm kind of holding off on that. Although if it takes too long, I probably won't wait for the PC version. Even though they've said that they're doing a better job of like they're taking more care and doing a better job of developing this time around, Um, because the only way the first one was playable was with a mod, but. Yeah, I, but it's it's funny to me that like I I pre-ordered Titanfall, but I have not pre-ordered Dark Dark Souls two. So there you go. How weird is that? I do oh great! All- so I did I didn't have to end up cutting the like latter half of this podcast. So yeah. thanks, Jeff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, <laughs> fuck you, man. Fuck you. Well, you know hey. I, the one thing that it did occur to me, uh, Titanfall seems like it'll be a game that'll be better for quick sessions. You know. Yeah, like just that, like uh, twenty minutes. Here you right, go. Just right. play two. You can play two matches in twenty minutes. I definitely am prioritizing stuff that I can play for very short amounts of time, lately. So, um, that that's probably going to be true for a while. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I'm not going to be sitting down and playing a game for six or seven hours in in one session. Um, although I am unemployed, so maybe I will. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. You never know. You never know. Real quick, I know we're about to wrap up. Breaking news for all of you. DS and Wii out users out there, Nintendo is killing the Wi-Fi connection service, so you can't play your Wii games online anymore. Wait, what? Uh, this says Nintendo is shutting down the Wi-Fi connection service for DS and Wii on May twentieth. Um, oh, says, for the DS so, and Wii, okay. Yeah, so like you won't be able to play Super Smash Brothers Brawl or Mario Kart Wii online and stuff like that. Oh, so they're basically forcing you to get Brawl and Mario Kart on the Wii U if you want to continue playing online. Yep. 
Which you, right. oh man, it even cuts off Dragon Quest Nine on the DS. That sucks. Oh well, but yeah. So for all those like people who are constantly on the line on the Wii, uh, it's time to move on. <laughs> it's the end of an era. Sadness. So. Yep. So I guess so. In 2014, we saw the deaths of not only Harold Ramis but also Call of Duty Elite and the Wii and DS internet connection. Yep. I'm bringing it back around. <laughs> Fucking the year of Luigi. God, fuck that guy. Nice. All right, dudes. Well, I think that is it for the podcast. It was a good time, gents. Yes, enjoyed it. Gents. I had fun, and we didn't even mention that Nick wasn't here. Eh, who needs him? Fuck eh. that guy. He was here yeah. for like a minute, then he left because he hates us. He did a he did a thing, and then he left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did do a thing. All right. Uh, that is all we have for tonight, guys. If you want to follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash gamersushi. Uh, rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Come to the site. Comment on some things. Say hey. We'll say hey back. And uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, on twitter.com slash Eddie Rivas. I'm twitter.com slash mi7ch. Twitter.com slash Anthony Taylor underscore. And Nick is twitter.com slash Nick Camargo. I thought he changed it to Nick. You know, Twitter.com slash beard, 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 beard. Nick. Beard, beard, beard. No. That never happened. Never happened? That's a lie. <laughs> all right, dudes. We will check you all later. Later. Bye. Thanks for stopping by. Though life would still go on, believe me. The world could show nothing to me So what good would living do me? God only knows what I'd be without you Sure.